All right, we are back uh, bi-weekly here, Scotty. Uh, massive commitment here. I don't think we've uh, done the committed to two episodes in a row like this. It's been in, a while. In quite a time. Pretty proud of us. Yeah, same here, same here. Hey, real estate can, can get busy, but uh, we are making this happen bi-weekly, like Paul said. And we need though, and we need those two weeks in between to, of course, you know, you know, our DMs uh, just absolutely uh, throttled and. Uh, you know, uh, a lot, a lot about the name change too, right? Yeah, big time. Or, or big the time. name, which is still, still, still no name. What, uh, what is our? Yeah, okay. So um, we've got the counter, and then we've got uh, what would you say before the show here? Right now, Ant Man's got up there as no name uh, podcast uh, about real estate and stuff like that, and I don't <laughs> hate it. I think it's, I think it's cute. The no name podcast about real estate and stuff like that. And stuff like that. Okay, uh, okay. I mean? It's just kind of I mean, catchy. It's, yeah, it's catchy. spitballing. It's. Uh, it's got our colors, but in the no name kind of uh, kind of logo that you would see at uh, your favorite grocers, and you know, I I, I I don't mind it. Is it a winner? I don't know. Time time will tell. The counter definitely uh, got some good feedback, but you know, f- as I roll it through, hey guys, welcome back to the counter. You know, it just ends there. Hey guys, welcome back to. Another realtor podcast. I don't mind that either. Okay. Okay. Right. Another realtor podcast. Listen, everybody's doing the podcast thing right now. Um, and it's another realtor podcast. Just call it what it is. It right? is what it is. So a lot of DMs out there. Uh, we need those two weeks to go through them. So thanks everybody for for your patience. Um, if you haven't sent a DM and you have any questions or want us to talk about a topic, of course, um, hit us up. We would uh, we we love feedback and we and we love input. So a lot to cover here. Once again, we got a nice little list of topics. Again, this is a real estate first podcast. And we're going to start with uh, January market stats. Yeah, pretty interesting. January was, uh, we saw a little bit of stabilization. Uh, Listings and sales were down 47%, which is massive. Um, Now, let's be careful of that headline though. So I was at my barbers yesterday and uh and he said hey sales are down 40 so does the windsor start say 47 percent? 47 so that's headline. the headline sales yeah. are down 47 percent. now i think people read that and they think that sell that's the value that's yeah, down 47 percent prices um not the case not the case so that is like units units sold so that's actual yeah. physical houses that are sold are down 47 percent, and that's true yes uh, but that's actually could be considered a positive positive in terms of real estate prices because less inventory moving means less liquidity, which means prices aren't going to be dropping uh, like they were prior, which is why we saw prices actually tick up a pretty decent amount from December. Uh, yeah. December, we topped out at 473 average sale price. 473 compared then, to a November of 515 and a January of... 516. 516. So? So we actually ticked up from December, but still obviously down significantly off the highs, you know, March, uh, where we hit that 712K uh, range somewhere around March. So we're obviously still down uh, significantly, but, you know, what to what do we owe this stabilization of the market, Paul? Well, I think stabilization of the interest rates. We saw interest rates go up and average sell price came down. And then we now we're seeing interest rates stabilize, and we're kind of seeing average sale price stabilize. Mm-hmm. Weird how that works. I assume that if, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Scott, that if and when interest rates come down, we're going to see that average sale price go up. So yeah. if you're getting word out there 
Um, this is not, again, this is not rocket science over here. If you're hearing that interest rates might start to drop at some point late this year, maybe, you can expect prices to, to go up. And again, it goes back to you can have, can't have two things at the same time, cheap money and cheap housing. It's either one or the other. Now, speaking of average sale price in January as opposed to December, we're not going to be running out there screaming that, you know, the average sale price went up 25, 35, for, you know, $42,000. You're not going to get that from us because December numbers is not a really good gauge for for our market because of the external factors, the holiday and this, that, the other. But when we compare them to November, hey, you know what? Yeah, well, one thing that's important to consider as well is these numbers, because there's so few sales, they can be skewed very heavily, very easily by, yeah. you know, an, uh, an above average number of first time home buyer sales or an above average number of million dollar home sales. You got very little uh, inventory moving. So the, the numbers can be skewed pretty easily. So like you said, we're not running out telling everybody, hey, it's time to jump back in the market before it's too late. But yeah. we are saying that we are seeing some signs of stabilization, which was easily predicted. Like you said, Paul, rates go up, prices come down. It's that simple. Rates stabilize, prices are going to stabilize. Uh, if rates drop, we're going to see prices uh, jump in correlation. And to be honest, I do think, like my, my anecdotally speaking, uh, this week has been the busiest week for me in, in yeah. probably a few months. Yeah where I just, my phone just was ringing yep. uh, from people that I wasn't hearing from prior. Um, a lot of people were waiting for the new year to make a move. They were waiting to buy or they were waiting to sell. Yep. They were waiting for some level of confidence with the interest rates, which we finally got. And now they are starting to call their agents up and, and consider making some moves because we have some clarity. So we'll see how that pans out. Um, but yeah, January, let's call it the, the, the month of stabilization for now so excited to see these february numbers when uh when we complete the month uh again it took us let's keep in mind it took us two years to kind of get in this mess it's going to take us a couple years to get out of it april is year one as crazy as that sounds um our, our height of march that's that's next month and so it's almost been a year already which is yeah. which is pretty wild but february should be very interesting numbers should be a a great gauge um and yeah, things are things are picking up out there. A lot of multiple offers on on a lot of things right now. Um, again, especially under that six five fifty six hundred range, and that that continued last week and continued uh, this week as well. The leasing market I feel is picking up as well, um, and and gaining just as much steam as the resale market. Yeah, big time, big time. So uh, the fundamentals are still very strong long-term for real estate. And I think uh, with this stabilization, we are going to see more and more of this multiple offer stuff. But we will continue to report. Uh, these are just kind of the early indicators that we're seeing right now. So I listened to uh, a great um, you know, hour-long episode from economist Benjamin Tal, who had some predictions for the market. Um, he... he you know, he's been bang on so far with his, with his how he sees interest rates playing out. He's been very accurate so far. Basically, he said what you said earlier, which is this is our last rate hike of the year. Uh, we, we've got to pause until the end of 2023. And then early 2024, we're going to see the Bank of Canada start to cut rates. But the banks will likely get ahead of the Bank of Canada's rate cuts and start competing with each other. So you might see the banks actually cutting rates before the Bank of Canada, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's already been some talk of it, and and some they're get they're going to start getting a little bit more aggressive, right? Because yeah. now they're going to 
the market's going to get busier. Now they're going to have to fight for people's people's business, and they're, the biggest way they can do that is by offering the best rates. It's a, yeah. it's very very simple. The, the bank's best business is arguably the mortgages, right? Like you know, yeah. just printing money, doing that. So they're going to start competing with with each other. I've heard rumblings of five year fixed rates under five percent already to start the year go, uh, at, at the big banks. Go on. Yeah. Yeah, five year I'm, fix. I'm, four, I'm, I'm listening. I yeah, didn't know. That, I didn't know this was pillow talk. This is this is getting me going here. This is fantastic. <laughs> Benjamin Tall's yeah. the boy, by the way. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, we're again, we're we're like a lot of people wouldn't know. Like, the chief economist of CIBC. That's the boy right there. Like, if people wouldn't know like <laughs> yeah. who this guy is. But again, we just love reporting the market and what's what's going on out there. He's seeing different things than we're even privy to. So it's nice to be involved in these talks and report them report them back to you guys because uh we wouldn't know these things right and and if we can kind of you know give you the calls notes on what's going out there from a high level and have it make sense uh what a what a what an honor eh? yeah he, he, he if you actually listen to the to the call it's it's astounding how strong he says the market is he he says straight out this is not a crash this is um actually the opposite inventory is too tight demand is very high we had 950,000 new entrants into the country last year. Those people are going to be entering the market over the next 6, 12 months. It, it, there's a floor to this market. Uh, immigration is a big part of that. Um, combined, like, you know, he also brought up this statistic. Ontario specifically has the capacity to build 75K houses a year, 75,000 houses a year. We need 150,000 a year. A year. We yeah. don't even have the capacity, even if you were at full go, which we're not right now because boring costs are too high. So the builders are on pause. Um, even if we were at full capacity, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to build enough to uh, house this next generation of you know, millennials and immigrants that are entering the market. So the supply and demand is what drives all markets. And it's just so out of whack in this country that like, we, we do have a floor. And it's going to be tied to interest rates, but we might have hit that floor um, with this pause. So we'll see. We'll see. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's um, monitoring it closely. But again, from a... Um, a local perspective, Windsor Essex County, where it's a very healthy market. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's it's. I don't think it's a seller's market. I, I don't necessarily think it's a a full buyer's market anymore. I think Agreed. we're it's Agreed. stabilizing and it's a healthy market. Which at the end of the day is it's what everybody wants. They want it to be a fair, healthy market. And I think that's where we're we're at. Yeah, nice balance. You have some time to shop around. Balance, you can compare yeah. and contrast. You don't have to rush into something. Um, because when you see these crazy markets, like we saw what BC did, right? They, yeah. They've, because the market was so hot, because the supply demand is so out of whack, they implemented a three day cooling off period, which yeah, is yeah. pretty, you know, from a real estate agent's perspective, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit crazy. Um, what are your thoughts on the three day cooling off period? How do you see that playing out? Do you think that's a good thing or bad thing? Are you kind of neutral on that? On that? Well, yeah. So first of all, so if you haven't heard about this, so BC has implemented a mandatory three-day cooling-off period for home buyers to allow additional time for due diligence on their purchase. Uh, the home buyer recession period, it's called, includes a cancellation fee of 0.25% of the purchase price. Concerns have been raised about whether buyers might use the period to tie up more than one property and the impact on sellers little quad work out there to read the rest of that <laughs> article so two birds one stone um i mean you, there's there's going to be some positives and negatives just like anything the, the government implements and uh this one here three-day cool-off period 
I think it would be an absolute debacle. <laughs> it sure sounds like it. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, they it, have a sorry. They have a small fee there, a quarter percent. So that'd be two hundred and fifty dollar fee for every hundred thousand dollars. Yep. You know, the average sale price in BC is is probably in a million dollar range. Yeah. So, what's that? A couple thousand dollar fee. Um, s- small percentage relative to these purchase prices. So it'll be interesting. We should follow up and see how that's playing out out there. But I don't. I, I wouldn't want that for our market personally. Uh, you know, if you're selling your client's house, you get an yeah. accepted offer. You, if you got five or six offers, you accept this person's offer. They get cold feet three days later. Well, you just blew your whole offer presentation. Yeah, date. smoking, uh, smoking mirrors, and uh, you know, you, 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 everybody's going to be on uh, on pins and needles. Whether whether are they actually going to buy it or they're not going to buy it, and it's you know, it's. I'm sure there's some clauses that you can put in there. Um, that maybe that the buyer's agent could possibly, put in there and say, possibly. listen, this offer is not subject to um, the cooling off period or, or something like that. With, or with non-refundable mass, deposits. Yeah, massive de- yeah, non-refundable like deposits. So I'm sure the agents uh, are, are going to get creative out there. Um, but it, you know what, it, it happens time to time where people uh, um, make the wrong purchases or get cold feet. And, and, and obviously it's, it's being respected by by somebody, and uh, and the, and they've implemented this for that reason. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of times when governments implement stuff like this, it ends up being smoke and mirrors because there's always workarounds and there's always yeah. way to to get around these clauses. A lot of it's for headline purposes to show that they're doing something to cool the crisis. When in reality, the only thing that's going to cool it is building massive amounts of houses at affordable prices. Everything else is smoke and mirrors. But uh, I can see, you know, for a very small percentage of people, this might come into play if they've, you know, made a poor decision and had to go back on it. I just love how all this stuff is implemented now when the market's actually cool. And you know, we don't, really don't need it. So, <laughs> very strange I mean, decision. Need, even, yeah. even, the foreign, yeah. uh, even the foreign buyers, um, you know, I was, I was in Whistler last week and talking to some people there. And, yeah, like there's a lot of Americans that, that go there. It's a, it's a Vail-owned resort. And... Uh, they can't buy there anymore, right? Because they're they're foreign. Even Americans are foreign buyers. So huge know. tax on that twenty percent tax. If you're not a Canadian resident, um, it, it really just it's going to stop people from buying. And it's you know I understand the reason for it to a certain extent, but why would you want to rule out maybe wealthy people that, that are looking to invest in the Canadian market? Um, that's not really eating up the low uh, price supply, right? Which is the problem. And actually that higher price stuff is what allows builders to build more, right? Is when you can sell that stuff, maybe you you select 20% of the units and offer that affordable prices, but the other 80% of the units selling at higher prices are what actually fund the build. So some strange decisions that usually, like we said, they usually backfire on the market and make things worse. They make things tighter, if if I've got a condo development and you know you just got back from uh, Whistler, right? Yeah, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was there uh, skiing with the family. <laughs> yeah, so it was good. Yeah, say yeah. if you're building a, a new condo resort in Whistler and yeah. you, you want to market this to foreign wealthy people, well, guess what? That project's not whole because they're not going to yeah. pay this twenty percent tax that goes directly to the government. So now the bill the bill doesn't get built and you, you put more strain, restraint on the current supply because maybe they just pivot to something else and sap that up or whatever the case is. So anyways, not you know it doesn't seem like the, the best timing. It doesn't seem like the best strategy. Uh, what we need to do is incentivize builders, uh, cut red tape, cut red tape, yep. cut taxes, yep. cut development fees, um, 
and and really open up the floodgates to these builders where they can build at more reasonable prices, which just it's just not the case. I don't think it ever will be the case in Canada, yeah. to be honest. There's too much, you know, we're too much red tape in this country. Everything gets passed down to the end user. Uh, so, all the costs. So, so if all these costs are adding up, that's getting passed down mm-hmm. to the end mm-hmm. user. If all these, if if we do implement these benefits and tax cuts and 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 make it better for builders to build, well, guess who that gets passed down to? The uh, the end user, right? So, uh, I think I think something like twenty five percent of your average build is taxes and development fees. Which is just, wow. it's a sunk cost, right? Yeah. You're just, it's not going to the material. It's not going to labor. It's not going to land. It's literally going to the city, which obviously there's a, you know, some of the money has to go to the city for infrastructure and whatnot, but 25%, I mean, like you said, the end user's paying that, right? Yeah. Not the builder. Nope. Because if the builder's got to pay that, they're not going to build, right? If they can't make a profit, they don't build, yeah. and the cycle perpetuates. So some interesting stuff. Um, I'm hoping we don't see that cooling off period in Ontario personally, but you know, there are some positives and negatives to it. So we'll see if Ontario tries to do something like that. Yeah. I feel like you said, I feel there's always a workaround to it and, uh, it's, it's there, but will it be implemented and used? We'll see. Um, who knows, but it's going to be like, you know, you could just see how it plays out, uh, be a nice out for people too. Yeah. Right. So I thought an interesting topic might be as well is, uh, kind of like, the best and worst case scenario for 2023, right? Get a little, yeah. bit of a, a little bit of the prediction game going. Not necessarily prediction, but okay, if X, Y, and Z happens, that's going to be really bad for real estate. If, cool. But if X, Y, and Z happens, that's going to be really good, right? So there are a couple lingering scenarios out there. One of them being inflation remains out of control. The Bank of Canada stops their rate pause and actually starts increasing rates again. You know, we know what that's going to do to prices if they do that. Yep. Um, on the other side of the coin... Um, inflation continues to come down, right? It's been coming down month over month. Um, th- inflation is under control. We get back down to that 2% target and the Bank of Canada says, hey, you know what? Nobody's building anymore. We got to really loosen up these monetary conditions so that these builders can get out there and, and keep building. Yep. And, and we see a couple rate cuts end of 2023, early 2024. So, Paul, in your, in you, you know, in your opinion, if the worst case scenario plays out, how do you think that's going to impact the market Canada wide, Ontario, Windsor, all that. Well, further, further depressed, uh, average sale price will continue to come down. Units will continue to come down and it will really, really thin out, um, one, our industry and it'll just be locals, locals trading. There'll be no, no investors, um, investors right now. I mean, what's the temperature on those? Are we, do we getting a lot of calls on that or? Um, um, a lot of people are inquiring. They want to put their money to work, but you know, it's you, just hard the, to the numbers money. are tight. Yeah. 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 The so numbers are tight. Um, I, I think it would be um, detrimental to the, to the real estate market. Really. I think to lose all the gains that Windsor really needed on the average sale price, um, continuing raising the interest rates would, would wash out all those gains. And we needed those gains. Yeah. We didn't need them at, at an average sale price of over 700. That, that was unsustainable. And, and I think I said that the whole time. I'm just doing the math. Like the average sale price is this and the average person makes this. This is unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they go down and, and drop, you know, past that, you know, that, that mid four, low four, under four average sale price, then we, we, we lose all those gains. Not, not good. Yeah. Great point. And uh, people, you know, underwater. Yeah. Uh, start having to turn some key, their keys in, right? That's that's not good either. So we, we want a healthy 
balance market, which is usually something that's ticking up at two to three percent a year, is a healthy, stable market. And another consequence of those, if those rates do continue to go up and inflation does get out of control, we are going to see no new construction pretty much, right? So it's going to actually perpetuate the housing crisis. That's why the governments are in a catch 22 position. Like they, they almost can't win. Mm. Um, a lot of people see these falling prices, right? If you're on the outside looking in and say, Oh yeah, this is great. This is great. Well, go, go try to get a mortgage when they're qualifying you at seven and a half percent because of the stress test, you still can't afford it, right? It hasn't fixed the problem, which is uh, troublesome. Now in an ideal world, like I said, we come into balance with inflation. We start reducing interest rates, not to pre, not to pandemic levels, right, right of right. 0.25%, but a nice, healthy, uh, neutral rate, they call it, where it's not contributing to economic growth or hurting economic growth. It's just kind of allowing for a level playing field. Um, prices stabilize. They start to tick higher at a slow rate. Builders get out there and start building more supply, and they cut some red tape. You know, you got Build 23 where they're trying to cut red tape and build homes faster in Ontario, all that stuff. And uh, we get more supply on the line, and hopefully things come into balance over the over the the end of the year. Now, if you're a betting person, what do you, you know? If you had to pick one of those scenarios, what do you think is most likely? Not that we know, but what do you what are your the, thoughts there? Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> Go Chiefs. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I would. Um, I think they are at some point late Q4 uh, or in Q4. I think that you're going to see them come down uh, a, a touch. A touch, yeah, yeah, uh, a quarter touch. point here, quarter point that'll, there. That'll, but that will again. There's a lot of buyers out there right now. Big there's time. a lot of buyers. We we personally have a lot of buyers here, and the market is is seeing multiple offers on a lot of things. So we we know how many buyers are are out there. Again, you, if you go on a property and it has 14 offers on it, well, those people are still looking. Those are serious buyers if they're writing writing offers on uh, on properties. In this environment, yeah. Um, so yep. once that happens, I think you're going to see, uh, uh, the, uh, you know, it's not going to get back to the, it was like the wild, wild west before, but it's, uh, you know, you're going to see it get back to a very, very, very busy market. Yeah, active, multiple offers again. That would be my prediction. Um, as soon as rates tick down, I mean, we're already see- seeing it. And, yep. and all they did was stop hiking rates. They didn't even cut. So, um too many buyers, not enough supply, I think is still the problem. Um, but the affordability has changed, not the demand, right? It's, it's not like yeah. the people that want to buy a house don't want to buy a house anymore. It's just that they can't afford as much. So the market has to adjust to their affordability, which it is doing. We're pretty close. Well said. Right? Like, oh yeah. my God, the, 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 well said. I yeah. mean, that, that's, that's it right there. So, and and ha, had they qualified for a mortgage, they could afford the pay, they can't They can't qualify to get the money. That's, that's the problem. Yeah. Right. That's that's the problem. So it's an affordability issue. And, uh, you know, hopefully by the end of the year, we'll see these interest rates come down a little bit. No doubt. No doubt. All right. What do we got? What do we got on top? I also wanted to ask you about this, like the green jacket. Oh, thanks, guys. Is it PGA time or what's happening here? The guy comes back from uh, Whistler and all of a sudden. You know, April's right around the corner. It's a tradition unlike any other, the Masters. And uh, no, I I appreciate it. I I just feel like I look good in this jacket. So again, I don't know if I'm coming or going, uh, but you know, I feel, I feel good in it. I'm a little hot right now, Uh, but that's, that's, that's to be expected. And speaking of, uh, coming or going i think we're gonna go i think we're just gonna wrap this up here in my green jacket and uh and we're gonna end it all right good stuff appreciate you